Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Monday, June 19, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are on page 87, second paragraph, which starts with, if circumstances warrant, and ends with, make use of what they offer. Just that one paragraph today. Today's readers are, readers of the text are Nancy R. and Kathy S. and Craig F. is our backup. The 12 Traditions will be read by Patty L., and the Twelve Traditions by Victoria L. The newcomer greeter is Leah S., the host for the second hour, Matt J.F., and we have Janice P.M., who will give us announcements. The reference numbers for previous for, for the previous day, I'm reading from the script. <laughs> the reference numbers for yesterday, Sunday, June 18th, are... Uh, 20,361, 29361. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who shared, who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery, read by Patty L. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Patty L. from Massachusetts, and these are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, we admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, we humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, we made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, we continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. Eleven, we sought through prayer and meditation 
to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. In 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcohol, to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Patty L. Uh, and now I'm going to ask Victoria L. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Victoria L. from Muncie, Indiana, and these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me be of service. We don't hear you, Kenny. Oh, sorry. Thank you for that reminder. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. 
This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 87, paragraph 2, which starts with, If Circumstances Warrant, and ends with, Make Use of What They Offer. And I will ask Nancy R. to start the reading for us. Good morning. It's Nancy R. from Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers, which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. Um, So my morning prayer and meditation. Um, does not include any specific set of prayers that are written um, by um, religious denominations or um, things that I have, uh, you know, looked up. I really um, do what we've been talking about in the previous um, paragraphs and currently don't include this. One prayer that I keeps coming to mind as I'm reading this this morning is the St. Francis prayer and how whenever I hear it, I feel very drawn to it. And I get the intuitive thought to um, begin to incorporate that into my prayer life. And uh, so this is a good reminder for me because I have not done that. And um, it's really easy um, to, it'd be really easy to do. And it's also really easy for me not to listen. Not not that I don't listen. I did listen. I have listened because I remember it. Um, But not to take action on those intuitive thoughts. And the St. Francis prayer is really a prayer that uh, gets me out of myself. Um, and thinking about others. And I don't know it without reading it, so I can't even um, say any of it, what it contains at the moment. But um, this is a really good reminder. Again, I feel like my higher power is really um, drawing me towards um, this and that it would be of great benefit in my spiritual life, in my spiritual relationship, which is what saves me from my compulsive overeating every day. And so I'm grateful for this opportunity 
to be able to say it out loud um, to all of you um, that uh, I'm going to look it up and and uh, I'm going to actually I know exactly where it is and I'm going to um, start praying it today. So um, that's what I have. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy R. And I'll tell you that the um, what we also call the 11th step prayer is in the AA 12 and 12, um, step 11. Find it in step step 11. Okay. Um, now I'm ready to take names. And let me first remind everybody that um, I will be timing for approximately three minutes each person. And um, we ask that if you've shared on any meetings with, within the last two days that you hold back and let other people's um, voices be heard. So that means if you shared Thursday or Friday, um, please hold back. And so I'm going to ask that you just give me your first name and, and the initial of your last name and save your location for when you share. Okay, ready for some more Katie, <clears throat> sorry, Penny. Katie G. Katie G. Okay. Tanya. Pamela P. from New York. Riska R. Melissa C. Pamela P. from New York. Okay. Lulu Pamela. And okay. Craig F. I've got Craig. Here's who I have. Katie G. Pamela P. Melissa C. And Craig F. Can, now, now Lulu, you said your name and I missed Rivka Lulu L. Rivka. Lulu L. Lulu L. Florida. Lulu, I think. Yes. Lulu L. Okay. I can take one more. Okay. So here's the lineup. Katie G., Pamela P., Melissa C., Craig F., Rivka, and you'll give me your initial of your last name when you share and Lulu L. So, Katie, get us started again, please. Hey, good morning, Penny. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Boston, and this is one of my favorite lines in the whole book. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. And I have to say, I've never been quick to see where anybody is right, except for me. Um, I especially religion. When I first came into the rooms, I said the the sentence, I'm spiritual, but not religious with a lot of bigotry. And I carried that bigotry with me because I failed to see the beauty of the forest because of some of the trees, the ugliness of the trees, right? And, um, and I kind of used that with other things. I used it to bond with people. Like I'd be quick to see where a certain faction of OA is right. And I would love to talk about it with you and gossip with you about it. And I have to tell you, a fellow of mine has taught me I really have no opinion on outside issues. I don't get involved in controversy anymore. And um, I learned that religion is just a group of people who share a common ideology and spirituality is more an individual practice. And I will also say that, um, you know, I never understood the relationship for me between ketchup and, and God. Um, but I do today as part of my food plan. Um, and for me, I have learned so much from religion. 
I came in a Buddhist. I I became a Christian. I then wanted to be to buy a shake doll and become an Orthodox Jewish woman. I um, have explored so many different traditions. And the thing about quiet time and meditation in the morning, I don't know if you think it's boring, but I think it's magnificent. You know, it's the first thing I started doing after I was coming out of my relapse from exercise bulimia. And it is the most powerful thing I do every day. It doesn't have to be rote. You know, like our previous speaker shared, like, um, you know, make me a channel of your peace where the, where there is hatred let me so love, where there is injury, pardon, help me seek to understand others rather than be understood. And, you know, we are supposed to, we are challenged, I am challenged by this book to keep growing spiritually, right? And the only way I can grow spiritually is learning about the world and the religions and spirituality. And, I mean, I find God in the ocean when I'm walking by the water and I can smell the seaweed and I can see the water. I also find God in the local Episcopal church. Like, I've gone back to church. Like, who knew? I came in so angry at church. And now I'm making friends with, you know, 50 and 60 and 80-year-old people who love God. And I'll just wrap up with this. Like, there is so much God in this world. There is nothing wrong with meeting someone who has a God. So I'm just going to continue growing and God willing, learning and changing. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie G. And next, Pamela P. It's your turn. Um, hello, this is Pamela. Pamela P. Um, I am in New York now. Um, so what I got from this paragraph is that um, God, you know, everyone had a different higher power. I assume that everybody don't have the same high power. My high power is Jesus Christ. And uh, when I first came program, I was a wild dancer, and I did walk-in deal. And what was amazing about the program, like everyone except me for me, is that well, we are. I was the only African-American deal, and I did proclaim, you know, God, but I did felt God had other important things to do than worry about what I eat and what I didn't. And that took me time. And um, then I realized that God cares about everything in my life, and he want to be a part of everything. So when I was even in the industry, I still felt love. I know God wanted me to get out of the industry, but I still felt love. And then that transformed to my food. And now, right now, my life changed dramatically since June the 8th. Uh, I broke up with my boyfriend on the domestic violence center. And he never hit me, just were more verbal, emotional. But anyway, um, I just feel like God is here. And I left my Bible at, at, in Pennsylvania. So I was asking Lane, could she get me a Bible, a certain Bible, because I need God. And I had prayer things and stuff like that with me. But... I need God in order to get that recovery that I had, the little recovery I had before I leave. I need God, and um, and I need to take time with God. It seemed like better to do it early in the morning while it's quiet so I could hear God and praise him and thank him. 
and read the promises and on the waking or the different amazing thing in the bit book. And what I love about the bit book, it is a spiritual book. I feel that God is all over that book. And people who didn't even believe God came to God because of program. So that will keep me in the program because it is a spiritual program. And right now, it's a journey. I'm starting from scratch, and I'm trusting God. I know. And so I'm just praying for today to live in recovery. Um, the food been a little messy being in the shelter, but at least I got my own room. I have a kitchen, and I could start getting my benefits so I could get my recovery food. Thank you for letting me share. I hope I stay on topic, but this is the way I share. I pass. Thank you, Pamela P. And next, Melissa C. Hi, good morning, Penny. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I don't have a husband who meditates or prays with me. And, um, you know, I used to think, gosh, why can't, you know, why can't he... um, why can't he do that with me? <laughs> and but over time, what has happened? And my husband has a great sense of humor, and he likes to um, he likes to tease. And you know, and initially he would kind of like a little bit tease at my prayer and meditation, like because this was a new thing. But over time, um, he really does see the effects of it. And um, you know, and I think having one of the things that grabs me is I know that. Um, although my family might not sit down and pray and meditate with me, they definitely respect it. Um, and they have actually benefited from having a faith-filled wife and mother. And I know because we've had circumstances where my husband, you know, I, I have certain things that I say throughout the day, not just in my morning, but, you know, one of the things I say is like, God, I'm yours and I trust you. And, and that, I believe in God, I believe in you, and that there's a plan. There's a plan, and it's going to be okay. And and that's something that I, that's like one of those things I've, you know, memorized and said throughout the day. And and we've had situations where things were really hard, and I remembered saying to my husband, this is horrible. This This situation is horrible, and I can't even imagine how this is going to be okay. And and I think I said something like, I feel really defeated. And my husband repeated back to me. He said, um, but wait, he said, that's not what you always say. What? He's like, come on, what do you always say? And and he said, Melissa, you always say God's got a plan, and and God is good. And when he said that out loud, I looked at him, and I was like, I, I'm like, do you want me to say that? And he said, yeah, I really could. I could use hearing that. And and then I realized there's a benefit, that there's something. It's okay if they tease me. It's okay, you know. And I I do have a, a definite morning devotion and meditation. And for me, my prayers, they change to meet my circumstances. And for me, it's always a prayer of an organic nature so that I'm speaking to God like my friend because that's what the book told me to, like, that my conception of God, he can be my conscious companion. And so God is my friend. 
God wants the best for me, and that's the position I take. And, you know, really quick, I, I did have an opportunity to meditate with fellows, um, and there is nothing like it. It's it's a beautiful experience. Um, but, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa C. And next, uh, Craig F. Hi, this is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I, um, you know, I, I heard a speaker one time talk about, it was an older guy that had been sober a long time. He was talking about the progression of his prayers. And he, he talked about how when he started out life that he, uh, uh, sobri- he prayed a lot for things, of course, and he prayed for that God would solve some of his problems in his life. And, and, uh, and, and then he added in that, you know, to, he was struggling with these alcohol and kept asking God to keep him sober. And he said that over the years that his prayer progressed and it progressed to, uh, praying and asking God, uh, to uh, help him be of service. And, you know, he once, and, and I took that to heart and, 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 you know, I, I progressed my prayers to where I pray in the morning. And, and I found, I pray and they say, God, please guide my thoughts and actions and show me how to be a maximum service to you and my fellows. And, and I found that when I pray that prayer uh, earnestly uh, every morning or some form of that prayer, that the food is no longer an issue, you know, that, that when I'm focused on... Uh, and, and throughout the day, my prayers, when I'm focused on how I can be of maximum service to God and my fellows, uh, that uh, I'm not, uh, I don't have food thoughts or food cravings. I don't have, uh, I, I don't have a struggle with some of the other things. You know, I'm not worried about my financial situation. I'm not worried about my uh, age and retirement and my bad knees. I'm worried about, uh, about, being of service, and, and if I keep my focus there, uh, if I use these, this prayer time, this morning prayer time, and and the prayer throughout the day to keep my focus there, uh, my life is so much better. And you know, I, I'm not perfect with that, but but um, I'm I, it's it's become such a part of my nature that uh, that it really does work, and it really does keep me keep me in a greater, a better state of mind and a sober state of mind. And, and uh, you know, the prayer in the morning is please, and the prayer at night is thank you. And thank you for doing it one more day, for, for guiding me one more day. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Craig F. And next, Rivka. Hi, good morning. Um <laughs> And thank you, Penny, for your service and everyone on the line. It's Rivka R., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Baltimore. So I do attend to a definite morning devotion, like not only morning, it's also afternoon and evening, and, and they're wonderful, beautiful, meaningful prayers, and it takes me to, like about two hours during the day, throughout the day, and I also recite formal blessings before and after the food I eat, and there's even a formal blessing after going to the bathroom so like all day long it seems like i should be thinking about god right but here's the thing there's a load of difference between saying the words and having an experience of connecting with my creator 
I mean, that's the purpose of saying the words, but nothing except the big book and the 12 steps helped me get there. And it helped me get there because it eliminated what my real problem was and why I was so blocked off from the cellmate of the spirit. And there's, there's no way I could live a life of connection with God when I'm worshiping the food. And food was my focus. It's what gave my life color and excitement and enjoyment. And for the few seconds that I was chewing. So see, here's what I love about this program. First, it clears what in me is an obstacle to God. And second, I get to be with people who totally get me. Like, I could admit how crazy my behavior was, and no one will judge me. Anybody who's lived with this allergy of the body and obsession of the mind has lived the insanity. And you understand that, like, the only way I can obliterate how bad I feel after eating a whole batch of cookies is to eat another whole batch of cookies. What I want to say is that this big book and the 12 steps have transformed my religious devotions because they transformed my relationship with God by getting rid of the self-centered me and at least getting that out of the way until it comes back in again. Um, And then I can get out of the way again. And now I can wake up today and want God more than the food. My motivation to get out of bed in the morning um, used to be what I could eat. And thank God that that's not my motivation anymore. And I get in this line and I hear the words and inspire and model what it looks like to get my ego out of the way and trust and have a real relationship with my creator. And it's not just lip service anymore. Uh, speaking of lip service, a fellow the other day talked about the, the words and the prayers, uh, open my lips so my mouth can declare your praise. And he mentioned how his lips have done the opposite by overeating. And I had never thought about that before. And I, I got all teared up and I, I tallied up how many times I've said that particular line over the years, and it came to over 34,000 times that I've actually said that without really thinking about it and what my mouth was really created to do and what I have done with it instead. Like, where else can I hear stuff like that? And I don't know about you, but, like, someone can say something that's not a compulsive overeater. Like, they can say there's a plan and it's going to be okay, and it just sounds dismissive and trite, but... When I heard that this morning from another compulsive overeater, like there's a plan and it's going to be okay, like it goes straight to my heart and it affects me in a whole other way. So, so program just I'm enhances. With- I'll just end with this: it it really just enhances my religious devotion. It it because it, it, it taught me how to surrender, how to be honest, how to trust, how to live in reality and not to lie anymore. That the food's not going to give me that ease and comfort so so grateful to be here and have the privilege of being here and thanks so much have a wonderful day thank you for being here Rivka R next Lulu L and then I'll be taking more names good morning Lulu good morning good morning morning. can you hear me yes 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 my name is Lulu L, I am from Florida, and I am a compulsive overeater who is recovered for today with joy and gratitude. And I am just grateful for every share that went before me. You all have enriched my life, enriched it and reminded me of things that I may have forgotten. My my prayer and meditation is not set aside for a particular moment in my 24 hours. I am in prayer and or meditation nearly 
every minute of every day because if I because I must because I choose to be I choose to be aware of the presence of God and the presence of God is in just this technology that hundreds of us can connect the presence of God is in each and every person who is listening and who has spoken words of such wisdom the presence of God is in my sponsee who I spoke to early, early this morning. The presence of God is in the orchid that I can see across my room. The presence of God is in bird song. And I am so grateful. I'm gra- Gratitude is what fills my day and what fills my lips and what fills my heart. I am just so grateful. And I came in with an attitude that many of us come in with, with, I don't need this stuff. I'm already religious. I'm already spiritual. But what depth of spirituality has been uncovered as I have proceeded down through these pages again and again and interacting. And as has been spoken, my greatest prayer is how can I serve? How can I be a beautiful vessel of God's love for others? How can I reach out or at least be there when someone else reaches out? My prayer life encompasses so many quote-unquote religious traditions from Buddhism to Hinduism to Christianity You know, I journal out my prayers and wait for answers. I don't ask for things anymore because I have everything I need. I have oxygen to breathe. I am perfect. I don't need to pray for, now I said I am perfect, and hopefully you guys didn't take that as I think I'm a perfect being. (laughs) What I mean is I'm missing nothing. I have nothing to pray for. Stuff is not what I pray for. I pray for the awareness of the presence of God. I pray that I can be of maximum service. I pray that if love and tolerance is our code, that I am displaying, exuding, and being love and tolerance. Not just doing loving acts, but being a being of love. And I am so grateful for a vision for you and for this meeting every single morning, except Saturdays. I am grateful that you guys are always here for me and I'm here for you. And with that, I will follow. I mean, I will finish up. Have a beautiful day, everyone, unless you choose otherwise. Thank you so much, Lulu L. And now before I take more names, let me just remind everybody that we are in the big book on page 87, the second paragraph, begins with, if circumstances warrant, and ends with, make use of what they offer. And would everyone who's not speaking please mute by pressing star one? Okay, I'm ready to take to take more names of people who would like Charles to Charles H. Ken W. H. Margaret D. Shannon C. Christina J. Christina J. The only one I got was Chris, was Charles H. N. W. Margaret D. 
W. Shanna C. Christina J. Sue Ann W. Christine. Christina. Okay, let me take what we have, and then you, if you've already said your name, you can repeat it. Charles H., Ken W., Shanna, Christina J., and who did I not hear? Margaret B. Someone B. Margaret Margaret D. in Georgia. Margaret D. Sue Ann W. And Sue Ann. That's that's all I can take now, and, and let's hope we have time. Okay, so... Charles H., Ken W., Shanna, Christina J., Margaret D., and Sue Ann W. Go ahead, Charles. Thank you very much for your service. So what I learned in my morning practices, you know, as of late is, you know, wise people have something to say while the fool always got to say something. I learned about undefiled and defiled religion. I learned that faith without works is dead. I learned... Um, as I go through the day, I pause. When I also learn that my Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be my, thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread and forgive myself and others of debts as I forgive others of debts, debtors. And lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. And I'll leave some time on the clock for the mother people. Thank you, Charles H. Ken W. Thank you, Penny. This is Ken W. H. from North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, The fact that it... uh, talks about other resources is important to me. Um, You know, no one can require me to do anything. They can suggest that I do stuff, may even use terms like the big book does of must or we perish, that sort of thing. Um, But I still need to do it. I'm I'm the one that has to step up and decide how well I want to be. And and that's what um has grown over time for me in terms of uh willingness to pray, meditate, to be in conscious contact with the God of my understanding. How well do I want to be? And that that the answer to that question pretty much determines how I participate in that process of conscious contact, um, how much effort I choose to put into it, how well do I want to be. And, you know, these steps have worked miracles in my life, as has other material. Uh, My life has been changed in ways that that I I can't even begin to really uh, put words to. Um, I see God in so many things. I uh, I find God in places uh, that I never imagined looking for them. And one of the things that helps me on a daily and constant basis is that every time I, I look at my wife, um, with whom I've been married 51 years, <clears throat> which is an utter miracle, 
every time I look at her, I, I have a sense of God and the power of God to change lives. Um, I would not be in this situation that I am today with her if it had not been for God. She is a, the person that God decided I needed in my life, even though I tried to not have that be the case. Um, God is a gift to me, as she is. And I look for that now on a daily basis, and I, and I get emotional talking about it because it's such a glorious miracle for me. Um, listen to what other people have to offer. Uh, appreciate that. The wise have something to say. I need to listen. I need to listen. Because uh, the fool in me wants to say much. Um, but I need to listen. And I've learned so much uh, from so much reading. It's putting it into practice. It's been the, the challenge of my life. And it has become the joy of my life. Thank you for letting me share. Have a great, great, great day. Pass. Thank you, Ken WH. And next, Shanna. Good morning. This is Shanna C. from Tennessee, Grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater through God's grace. And uh, thanks for leading the meeting and, and for all who have shared. I'm so grateful for the simplicity of the directions on these pages, 84 through 88. Um, man, if my prayer and meditation depended upon me being perfect at it, I would not be abstinent today. Um, that's just an absolute fact. I tend to be an overdoer on anything. <laughs> and, um, you know, there was a time that I I would wake up and I would have book after book waiting for me every morning and and would spend so much time. And if I didn't read X amount or feel like I connected in a magnificent way and, and all of this stuff, then the day was going to be awful, you know. And um, I had a sponsor one time say, you need to, you need to simplify. Because I was turning, um, well, I can do anything. I can turn anything into an obsession. That's just the nature of this. And be, becoming aware, and I'm so grateful for the fellowship and sponsorship, directions, all of it. And, and, you know, I get to learn what works and what doesn't. So for me, it, it's got to be simple. So for me in the mornings, it's I literally just follow these directions out of the big book, um, 84 through 88. I read these pages. Uh, I pray, you know, some simple prayers out of the big book. I pray you know, some suggested prayers out of other literature. Um, you know, I used to think, you know, because the big book said, if circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us, you know, and I thought that meant that in order for my life to be okay, that everyone in my family had to, had to jump on this boat with me. Um, but it says if circumstances warrant. Well, I was trying to make the circumstances warrant. <laughs> I mean, it's just silly. Oh, and goodness gracious. Anyway, I'm grateful to be here. Grateful to be asking as a miracle. Um, and just so grateful I can get on my knees and pray and ask God to keep me abstinent today and uh, to direct my thinking and enable me to be a service, albeit very imperfect. And um, I get to admit my wrongs honestly and um, and just and move on and do the next right thing with in the presence of God and understand just how graced I really am because I'm powerless. Um, and these directions enable me to live a life 
worth living in a world that's not easy to live in as a compulsive overeater. Thanks. That's all I have. Thank you, Shanna C. Um, Christina J., it's your turn. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everyone. Christina J., North Carolina here recovering today. And, you know, what I've heard through all these shares, starting with the lead, is action. And then just the most wonderful thing that is just dip deep into my heart today, which is gratefulness, gratitude. And I was just sitting here reflecting on my life from a dramatic, uh, abusive childhood that just went on for years with craziness, craziness. Um, throughout all those years, I was just a puppet. And who was who had the strings? You know, it makes me want to cry when I realize that God has had my backside this entire time. And with all the shenanigans I've gotten into in my life, all the different things I've come to with my free will, the thing that has really kept me from connecting has been um, many things. But the main thing has been the thing I've gone to for love and support and connection, food. (laughs) Tasted good, made me feel good, you know, and then it started turning on me. And when it started turning on me, I I started to become miserable at 18 years old. I began to gain weight. And I fought that with diets, of course. But God has always led me to many spiritual readings, to many spiritual seminars, to many spiritual quests, to all kinds of things in my life. Breadcrumbs on the path that have never gone to waste. Because today, when the food is down, I can hear those messages and I can take action. If the food's in the way, all those spiritual readings, I can resonate. I can see where religious people are right. I can see how God's worked in my life. But unless I, you know, have the food down and take action in these steps, I don't have a chance in hell to ever enrich my life with all I've read and all I've learned. You know, we can all be great teachers with what we've got. But if the food's in the way, we we can talk a good game, but our personal lives are miserable. I should speak for myself, really. I'm sorry I'm addressing the group as a whole. But uh, for myself, I can't be a good teacher if if things are in the way, like the food goes down and then I get busy. And I'm sitting here today because I don't have to go to work. I'm sitting here listening. I'm sitting here absorbing, which I never do. I'm always multitasking, which is another addiction. Because if I wasn't eating, I was running doing this, doing that. I've got so much to do. I can't stop. I can't stop. Well, you know what? Sitting is doing something. Listening is doing something. Being in God's presence, inviting him in, walking towards him, you know, and I've never finished a book. (laughs) I read paragraphs that stick out to me or that God calls me to read. And then that's it. The book goes down, you know, but that's all right. God uses everything, right? So I'm completely open to what religious people, what spiritual people, even what my phone has to say sometimes. Because it's just a breadcrumb on the path to sanity. The food's got to be down. Or I don't hear a thing, really. I don't take action is what happens is I really don't take action. So anyway, I hope it made some sense. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. Uh, and next, Margaret D. Margaret D., we can't hear you. This is Margaret D. in Georgia, and um, truly, 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 
recovered only through God's grace and mercy. Um, and first off, thank you to everybody who's so unselfishly given of their time and effort and, uh, you know, made plans to do service. It's, it's a prayer. It's a form of prayer itself during service. Um, I guess the things that my heart wants me to share today, it's really simple. Two things. Prayer has, first of all, I, I can identify and do identify so much with absolutely everything, every stage that we've heard all the speakers offer this morning. Um, we don't hear it often, but it's the old been there, done that kind of thing. And where the stage of recovery has brought me so far, prayer has turned into, God, what do you want these feet to do for you today? God, what, what do you want these hands to do? What, what do you... You know, what do you want to come out of my mouth? Um, what are the thoughts that you want me to hear? And the a, a formal prayer, other than St. Francis of Assisi, and the seventh step and the third step prayer is a wonderful prayer that came from Voices of Recovery, which is an OA-approved, no, no, I'm sorry, it's for today, um, and it's an OA-approved um, meditation book. It comes from December 28th, and the prayer goes, I love you, I bless you, I release you to your own indwelling power of God. And that has turned out to be the greatest form of service that has not had any ego or that has been divorced, ego's been divorced out of it. The prayer is saying, um, I take my hands, I put them back in my pockets, and I purposefully stand back and offer that the God that is within me works in the God that is within each one of us. And I stop trying to be somebody else's God or higher power. And, and it, is, it, it is absolutely amazing the changes that have happened for the better. Family members have discovered areas in their life where there has been um, a great need for recovery, and we're going after it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Margaret D. Sue Ann W., your turn. Good morning. My name is Sue Ann W. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, thank you, everyone, for your service and all the people that shared and the people that haven't shared. Um, I really appreciate everything um, about this meeting every day. 
I am a gratefully and slowly recovering compulsive overeater, one day, one day at a time, one meal at a time. Um, what I want to share about this reading is I've developed a morning meditation recently that is really helpful to me. I um, I read um, a prayer from a prayer book every day, and I I meditate on it, and I write down something about it, and I um, attempt to remember the, the kind of a meditation every day, all the, all the time during the day. And I just want to also share that I am always coming up with, at this point, new names for my higher power because I'm developing my relationship with my higher power. So what I've come up today is my higher power is my energy, loving, caring, loving energy, <laughs> loving, caring. There's another one, but I forget it already. And um, so, yeah, I don't have anybody to pray with in the morning, but I make sure that I pray and um through the meditation that I just mentioned. So thank you, everyone, again, and I pass. Thank you, Sue and W. And we have time for one two-minute share. Would anyone like to take a two-minute time? Toby Kay. What's your first name, please? Toby. Toby. Okay, go ahead, Toby. Two minutes, okay? Thank you. Um, yeah, this is Toby Kay from Long Island, New York. Um, I recently had the privilege of going um, to my grandson's wedding, and um, uh, at, at, on the bride's side, uh, I, w- I was from the groom's side, uh, naturally, the, the boy, and my daughter was sitting next to the bride and holding her hand, and her mother-in-law was holding her hand. And I said, what? He's holding my child's hand? And I should be there. You know, what nerve? And then I said, wait a second. After speaking to my sponsor, I said, what does God want? Who did God want to sit there and hold my daughter's hand, who was holding the bride's hand um, at, at a certain spot? Uh, when the groom walked in to put um, a veil over her head, which is our ritual. And um, what an enormous, um, uh, oh my gosh, what an enormous realization that was for me because um, that's not how I think. My, my thinking is ego. And it's not God. And I really thank my sponsor for bringing that out of me. And um, and I thank God for bringing me to that realization because uh, for two weeks now, I have not had that that realization. And uh, thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Toby Kay. And now it's time to end this half of our, our meeting this morning. Thank you to everyone who shared and everyone who attended. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Monday, June 19, 2023, the 7 a.m. meeting is 20,362, 20362.
We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy S. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I sure will. Thanks, Penny. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.